Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Faith and Failures. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about a touchy subject that maybe you or someone that you love um, is in the middle of suffering with right now, and maybe you don't know who to talk to, how to talk about it, or why you would even tell anyone about it, and that's dealing with anxiety. But first, I wanted to say thank you to all the people who have been giving. If you don't know, in the show notes, you can go down and click the donate button. You can click a dollar. You can do it a one time. You can do it a reoccurring every month. Thank you for those who have given so far. We greatly appreciate it, and it helps the podcast to keep coming. Also, if you are on Facebook, you can join the Facebook group, Faith and Failures. At any time you have questions or you want to comment on what is being said on the podcast on any major platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can use the hashtag Faith and Failures and ask questions, and those questions will be answered with ministers and other people that I interview on future podcasts. Make sure to use that hashtag to interact and ask questions. Also, next month we'll be launching the faithandfailures.com, so keep an eye out for that, and I will let you know when that's live. So today we're going to be talking with a very special guest, probably the most special guest that I will have or have ever had, and that is my beautiful, amazing wife. Oh, you're too sweet. Girl, come on now. <laughs> Y'all can't see him stacking up next to me, but uh, I'm getting them brownie points. So today we're talking about something that I, I had asked you before, and you kind of, you had to think about it. Mm-hmm. Because um, this subject is very real. And it's a very real, I guess you would call it a problem. If you deal with it every day and it's always in your face, it can become a problem and become crippling. Yes. And this is something that you've you've been dealing with for, well, since we've been married. And coming from a person who is a people person. Now, if you know my wife, you probably would never, in my opinion, knowing her privately and publicly... I never would have guessed that she would have been dealing with anxiety because she goes up and she talks to people. She goes up, you know, and she, she hide in, in my eyes, maybe a little biased, but she hides it so well that I, if I was an outsider, I would not have thought that she was dealing with the inner struggles that she, that she opens up to me about. And so I, since I do know the struggles that you have, I wanted to say, I'm grateful that you, you're being brave enough to come on and talk about it. Because I know you really, you really do struggle with it, and it's a, uh, it's a big step. And I, one of the reasons, one of my visions for this podcast, is to strip away the fake, of everyday like churchy. I, 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 that sounds bad, but I, I, I want real topics, and to let you know there is hope, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and we are all struggling. We are all going through something in our own way, whether it's huge or small. To the person going through it in the middle of it, it is big. Yes. So don't be afraid to talk to someone if you're struggling because it's very easy to seclude yourself because you think no one cares about what you're going through or no one understands. And today, I hope we can shatter that a little bit to bring a light to anxiety and the struggle and the problems that, that you are not alone. There are solutions. We may not have all the answers, but if nothing else you take away from this podcast today is that you are not alone in your struggle. Okay, so baby, why don't you kind of tell them a little bit about yourself, where you work, how long you've been there, and stuff like that. So I work at a local college. I've been an advisor there for uh, since 2012. 
I started there in 2008 as a student and then moved up as I've been there. Um, Also, you and I are youth pastors and music ministers at our local church. And we've been doing that for, so we've been married for five years Mm -hmm. this month. And then, uh, congratulations, by the way, for putting up with me. (laughs) And then we went from getting married and then it wasn't it wasn't long after that he asked me to be the worship leader right it was pretty quick yes and then uh in about three years ago this past october mm-hmm. or something like that <laughs> uh that's when uh i quit my other full-time job i was a machinist and uh, my pastor or new pastor asked if i wanted to come on full-time and so i quit my I guess my day job. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, they say don't do that, and I did it. So, uh, and so now, full time youth pastors, and so my wife stays busy. So let's maybe you kind of go back to the beginning. Like, was was the anxiety? Was it like a tax, or was it something that happened over time? Like. Was it a, an adult thing, or was it something that you've been dealing with your whole life, but now just kind of fully understand, you're more self-aware of what really you've actually been dealing with? Like, Tell us a little bit about that. So about two years ago, I went through something at work that um, put my anxiety in overdrive. But in working through that, I realized that it's something I've dealt with all along, even as a kid. I just didn't know what it was. Um, the kids that worry about the things that they shouldn't be concerned about, I was that kid. Like what? What what would be an example of what are you talking about? Do you have anything specific fresh on your mind? Uh, No. um, Just overthink everything. If you hear your parents talking about money and it being tight, I would be concerned about it. Whereas most kids are like, what's money? Who cares? Let's go play. (laughs) How, How long was it before? Like, was there any... Was there any meltdowns early on in life? Like, you know, some people, it, it cripples them. I'm yeah. a person that I don't understand this. I've never, I've never dealt with it. My anxiety attack the other day was when I tried to help in the kitchen, and you laughed at me. <laughs> and I was like, listen, this is probably how you feel when it happens. I don't know. But I got to get out of here. I had to go to my office and cool down from making breakfast. I was doing <laughs> too many things at once. Stuff was burning. And I was, she came out of the bathroom, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I was so ticked off. And I had to go away and just take a breath. <laughs> and she thought it was hilarious. She was laughing at my suffering. But was was there a time that you... When, when did you start to understand what it was that you were going through this entire time? I didn't. So you just... What would you do to deal with it? You just well overthink yourself to sleep or what? A lot of people with anxiety have anxiety attacks. I've never had an anxiety attack. I just think overthink things on a constant loop. Like if I have a conversation with someone and I say something that makes me feel stupid or I say something that I think might have offended them. I'm replaying the conversation over and over in my head thinking about what I said, how I could have dif- done it differently, hoping that I didn't hurt their feelings, that type of thing. So with no indication that that actually happened. Correct. You're thinking about the what ifs. Yes. Uh, now you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
did that always happen when you were younger? No. So do you feel that it's getting worse the older you get? I wouldn't say worse. Um, or does stress probably plays a, a part? Yes, and as I mentioned, the incident that happened at work, um, it was so much so that it was crippling me. I would, um, bef- I dreaded going. I would be in the shower and just thinking about encountering individuals or I don't want to go into details of the situation um, in case anybody ever listens. And, yeah. But um, I would call you on the way to work nearly in tears. And I would come home feeling nearly the same way because the situation, I couldn't get away from it. It was a something I faced every single day. And as a Christian, we know that we're going to fight battles. And I feel like that particular season because it just it wasn't just one incident it was multiple incidents that kind of had to do with the same thing so it wasn't just one individual I encountered it was a few individuals and um, looking back I feel like it was a targeted attack of the enemy so I spent a lot of days and nights during that season just I don't know the word to say it, but in turmoil, that's a good, yeah. It's constant struggle of yes, making absolutely. It and I remember you, without giving detail, there were, there were times when you'd be telling me that you were going through things. I didn't know what to tell you to make it better, and you would just make me hold you, and you would cry, and you didn't know what to do, and as a man, full of pride, I want to take care of everything I can and I had to sit there and not be able to tell you an answer and like I like to be able to fix things and I I couldn't and I didn't I'd never been through it I didn't know what to tell you I didn't know what road for you to take and I've never suffered from anxiety but I wouldn't I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy seeing that you I, I, you don't feel this way about yourself, but I feel like you are strong. And to see you like this and not knowing what to do or what to tell you or how to direct you or how to support you just to hold you. And I felt helpless and you felt helpless. And we would pray together and you would have me pray over you and putting on a brave face while I prayed. I didn't know what to pray. It's like one of those prayers where you're so desperate you don't know what to say. Right. And that's... I have no clue. I don't know how you made it through it because I saw how it was tearing you up and you you had to go to work. You had to face the problem every day. You couldn't just move on to something else and, and it would change. So like what what was it... I know we held on to each other a lot. Yes. Did you do anything that was a defining moment to get past that season, or it just kind of moved on? Well, it was a long season. Um, Some of the things that got me through it were, of course, you being there for me and 
I didn't know you were putting on a brave face because <laughs> you you hit it well. Um, it's my job. <laughs> lots of prayers, lots of tears. I think you and my mom were the ones that I really just... Sorry. <laughs> um, I told you this was going to happen. I'm not a crier. I hate crying. I'm sorry, baby. (laughs) We were talking the other day about um, Tristan and how our son and how I can tell the people that love him so much that go the extra mile for him because uh, this is not, we're not talking about ADHD, but he struggles with that. And the people that go the extra mile for him, I see it. And I know when he becomes an adult, he's going to appreciate those people so much. And you and my mom helped me get through that season. And I'm no, by no means have I figured it all out. Nor am I free from it. But I'm I'm so appreciative of all the times y'all talked to me and prayed with me. I wouldn't have got through it without that. <laughs> I told you this was gonna happen. <laughs> so <laughs> next question. <laughs> so a major way that you you felt like that you were able to get through was to have a, a strong support system. Yes. If I had been alone going through it, I don't know what would have happened. And that's a major, major reason I wanted you to come on and talk about this. Because I know that so many people deal with this and they feel like they're alone and they're struggling and they're secluding themselves and crying themselves to sleep because they don't know which way to turn. So my heart goes out because I saw you like that. Now I'm going to do it. This is <laughs> stupid. We're a bunch of crybabies. I know. <laughs> I will say, um, in addition to the support system that I had, it got to a point where I had to go see a doctor. Um, I didn't decide to do the counseling route. Um, I felt, I felt that wasn't necessarily the route for me. Um, and that in and of itself going to the doctor and admitting, cause people don't like to admit things like anxiety. Yeah. Um, you want to have it all together. And so I felt myself nervous, like talk, my doctor your doctor doesn't i mean they care about you but they see millions of people right. it doesn't really matter You're just another person yeah. exactly um so but i felt myself anxious even just talking to her um and she made it super easy she's like oh, okay you know and asking questions and so forth so for 
I would say almost a year, I took um, anxiety medicine. And it was during that time that I started healing. And I, when you asked me to talk about this, A, I didn't want to because it's kind of embarrassing. And B, um, I, I, don't, I haven't made it all the way through it yet. Like, not to make light of PTSD or anything like that. Um, what I went through sort of echoes into my future. Do I think I'm going to get the victory over it one day? I pray and hope so. Um, maybe if I continue to struggle with it, maybe just developing the tools and God giving me the strength to do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but every day I'm trying to overcome and get through it. And also I would like to say uh, along the lines of medicine, I know some people don't agree with it and they don't like anything that alters your mental capacities. And I understand the same with ADHD. Yes. Which I was once one of those people until we found a drug that worked for Tristan. Right. Medicine, the medicine that worked for Tristan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like some people are afraid of them and you you don't want to get into things like that without caution and without prayer. And if you don't feel like it's for you, I totally understand and respect that. But I also think that for some people, it could change their life and help them get back on track again, especially with depression. I wouldn't say I deal with depression like some people do. Anxiety and depression are like first cousins, I feel like. Um, but similar to if you know someone or that is a diabetic and they take medicine, if they don't take that medicine, they're not going to live. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you have someone that the counseling and the prayer and the support system is not enough, I feel like people should consider medicine and be less cautious of it in some cases. And prayer can help lead you in that right direction. Yes. That will work for you. Yes. It's not always an instant miracle. I believe God has given us the modern medicine that we have for the time that we live in. I mean, if COVID-19 tomorrow comes out with a cure, are you not going to take it and say, God's just going to heal me if you have it? I mean, Give it to me, please. Right? <laughs> I'm ready for this to be over. I just want to live a normal <laughs> life. I want to go back to work. As We kind of touched on a little bit. Even though you had a support system, mm-hmm. being the you know amazing support system that I, that I am right, and that I was, um, did you still, in that time, feel like you were alone? Yes. I mean, I, I always knew I had people to go to, but... Anxiety is hard to explain, especially to people like you who've never experienced it. How do you explain you're stuck inside your own head? Yeah. I just bounce around and have fun in there. I get to being stuck in there. I should try that. <laughs> you don't want to be in my head. You'll really true. you'll really be seeking some professional help. <laughs> but so to those who you spoke about the medicine. Um, 
you spoke about having a strong support system. Mm-hmm. What do you feel your next phase is? Like, yeah, okay, so you, so you have support down. Okay, you took medicine. It helped you get through a season. Mm-hmm. Do you take it now? No. Okay. What was kind of... It wasn't in a weird thing that ended up making you... Now you're not taking it. It wasn't that the doctor took you off. Right. I didn't do it the way I should have done it, which is a um, tapering off. Um, it it happened when my doctor switched practices, some confusion. They wouldn't refill my medicine because I needed a new doctor. And so that's when I stopped taking it. But please don't do that. Yeah. It's ill-advised. Very, yes. Thankfully, I didn't have any ill effects some people would. What would you say to people who are taking medicine right now and are considering the option of trying without, obviously seeking counsel of the doctor? Yes. Do you think they should try it without? From your experience of being through this hard time, taking the medicine, getting through that season, and now you're without, or do you still want to be taking medicine? Some days. <laughs> some days, right? Um, the medicines have some side effects that aren't always pleasant. I would say it depends on the individual. At the time I stopped, the difficult times at work had um, ceased as well. So I knew that I'd gotten through that difficult part. And so I felt like I wanted to give myself a shot in learning different methods of of working through anxiety rather than medicine. So what, what are some of your tactics? Like, I mean, we, we have the obvious answer, prayer, you know, devotions. There's a tons of, uh, which also uh, below in the show notes, I will be citing um, like Audible books. Some of them are free, I think, if you have Amazon Prime, uh, that you can read and, and that maybe can help you in this area. Uh, on every podcast, there's always uh, cited books below that either mentioned during the podcast that my interview has mentioned or otherwise that I've studied myself. So um, we'll be citing those. But have you read some books or studies or devotions or something that that has helped you? Or have you kind of done it kind of on your own, just hoping for the best? Well, when I was going through everything, I the uh, Uversion app, mm-hmm. I would search all sorts of devotions for anxiety I also did a lot of fasting during that time just begging God to work on my behalf and he did he always does as far as like coping mechanisms one of the things I'm trying to learn to do is to give myself a break in the sense that I'm human and everybody says or does things that make them feel stupid and just kind of learning to not overthink them and to grow from them. Because if you let everything that you go through or every conversation that you have weigh on your shoulder, eventually you're going to be weighed to the ground. Yes. And so I, being the person, and see, this is why we work so well. Being the personality, and I say this, I put it on Facebook the other day when I shouted out to her. Uh, we have the same Facebook page, uh, Stephen and Jesse Tillman. I shouted out and I was like, she is my anchor. Because I would be like, what? Let's go. All right. We got we got the stimulus package. Let's go buy some stuff, girl. And she's like, now hold on, pump the brakes. So she is my anchor, and I'm the wind in her sails. 
She stabilizes me, and I help her move forward. (laughs) (laughs) So we're constantly, like, dragging on the ground. (laughs) No, at at each individual time, both of those specific things have a specific function that make things work perfect. Right. When things get a little rocky, drop the anchor. When things need to move along, put up the sails, girl. We going. (laughs) So, So I try to help her out with kind of, I guess encouraging her to form some of my personality traits and hers i need to get some like i probably need to not be so blunt and think about (laughs) about how people feel about what i say because sometimes i can be pretty blunt but i've tried to help her as far as because she'll she'll ask me and she'll like retext or you know emails or whatever sometimes and be like did i was i wrong because she will she overthinks she she is so concerned about other people's feelings that she she'll think that she's doing it wrong. And so then it becomes kind of an anxiety storm, like the perfect conditions of like, oh no, did I do this wrong? Did I am I saying this right? Did I mm-hmm. am I am I messing up again? Am I, am I do I sound stupid? Uh the other night we were playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm ringing you up. And and it was it was a weird game and for some reason, it wasn't clicking in her head. And I've done this with other games before, but it was in front of other people, and she she got mad at me because I was like, baby, just come, what are you doing? Just come on. I was trying to, you know, be my let's move forward self, and she's dropping anchor. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so it embarrassed her, and she felt stupid. And nobody likes to feel stupid. And so then she wouldn't stop thinking about how she felt stupid. So I open my big mouth and try to make it better and end up making it worse. So sometimes my personality traits that I try to shove on her, I just shut my mouth and I try to just move on in my direction and let her sit there with her anchor. (laughs) So in your support system, it's very, very, very important. And it's detrimental to make sure that you have people around you that are the support system you need to move forward. Let's just say, for instance, if a bunch of a, a negative person gets in a group with a bunch of other negative people, it's going to be a bunch of negativity. Mm -hmm. If you get a negative person and a positive person, you can either have the negative move to the positive or the positive move to the negative. So you're always interacting with people. You're always being influenced by people. So have people in your inner circle that will influence you to move forward and try to help you get past this stuff. And I would say also, you mentioned that you don't understand it. It's not something that you deal with. Um, if you have somebody in your life that's going through it, it's okay that you don't understand it. Just being there for them and talking with them and letting them know that you love them and care for them and that encouraging them that no matter how they feel in that moment that they are going to get through it is powerful. One thing, and this is so dumb, it's like a a life lesson that I learned off of Parks and Recreation. So (laughs) (laughs) she hates that show. So there's this guy, and his his lady's pregnant, okay? And so he's one of those go-getters where he tries to fix everything. He's like, all right, well, we could do this, and we could do that. And he starts planning, you know? And she just wanted him to shut up and just say, oh, that sucks. And just, you know, hold her. And so that's what I did with you as your support system is I didn't try to, like, give you all the answers. For one, I didn't know them. So if I just start spouting off stuff, I'm making stuff up, and it could make it worse. And I feel really confident now, thanks. Well, but I knew that the best support system was just to hold you 
because I didn't know what to say. You don't always have to know what to say to be the support system. Right. You don't have to have all the right answers. And you don't have to know everything. You can do your research. That's great to do that. But if you've ever been the person going through something and you have someone who always knows the right answer and always knows what you should do next, you want to punch them in the throat. You, you don't need all that extra noise. You just want a body there to sometimes just pour out on them and just like, I need to release and I need to get all this out of my system before I kill someone or explode or I, I spiral in my own mind. Mm-hmm. And the mind is, I tell my youth this, uh, I say it in, in my in my conversations with people trying to encourage them that our mind is the big, biggest battleground that the devil tries to win on. If he can get us there, he can get us in every other aspect of our life. And so this is another reason I wanted to have this talk uh, on faith and failures because I feel like we have so much anxiety. I feel like more today than we ever have. Could it be uh, partially of the things that we were constantly shoving information in our heads with our scrolling and our Facebook and our Twitter and our Instagrams and TikTok, like we always have this stuff going in and we just like vegetate and pour in. And so it's like a tornado up there of all this knowledge. And, and it can, sometimes that can make me anxious. Sometimes like I heard somebody, I don't know if it was Stephen Furtick or who it was, but he said that he stopped in the mornings waking up and scrolling and he woke up and read the Bible and it, it set a peace in his mind mm. So the battleground was fought and cleared. Now, doesn't mean you're gonna have a perfect day, but it sets the tone for the rest of right, it. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I used to wake up and read the Bible first, and then, for some reason, Tristan was giving me trouble a lot of mornings, and so it would frustrate me so bad that I couldn't focus to read the Bible. Defeated the purpose. Yeah. And so I switched it up and started doing what works best for me. I really liked reading in the mornings. It did set the tone for the day. But for me, uh, sometimes the devil tries to get me in my mind when I'm sleeping. Like even last night, I had dreamed and I woke up and I was like, what in the world? Like, why did I even dream that? Right. And the devil will try to get me in my sleep and get me tripping up while I'm like, I'm not even conscious to fight. (laughs) That's not even fair. Well, if you look at it like he has to get you while you're unconscious and that should make you feel good. I guess I just wish he'd stop. Right? Because Don't we then, all? because then, if he gets me when I'm sleeping, then it's on my mind during the day, so he gets me twice. Mm, I see. I don't like it. Yeah. I said what my why I wanted to to have you on the show. What what is your reason that you decided to actually come on and speak out about this subject? You begged me. No. Well, that's true. <laughs> that I did. is part of the reason. Actually, several times, and then. <laughs> She was like, I think you're just going to have to set up the stuff and then just make me sit down. And so that's what I did tonight. <laughs> um, I think what set it in stone, because I really didn't want to talk about it, um, just because as you can tell, it, I'm still, it's still a raw emotion. Um, you were telling me the other day about someone you were talking to who also struggles with this. And I thought, well, you know what? I may not have the complete victory yet. But if something I say encourages someone else that's going through this, then I'm willing to put myself out there and give my story. If you have listened this far, you've heard the tears already. You've heard the truth that there is pain. That 
that there is a struggle, but she's talking about it. That right there will cut the devil's head off quicker than anything. Because if he can seclude us and make us feel like no one else cares, that no one else is struggling in the way that we are, the lion in the jungle or the lion out in the desert, he gets the one weak animal away from the herd. If he can get that secluded from the herd and make them feel like they're by themselves and pick them off one at a time, nobody ever gets attacked all at once. Right. Never. If you are feeling like you are alone and you're by yourself, I hope this podcast and many more to come on this Faith and failures to let you know that you are not alone and that there is a God that loves you and a God that cares for you. And there are other people out there right now that are struggling beside you that you probably don't even know about. I don't know if you wanted to do this on this, but could do you mind if I pray for those? That Absolutely. Are? Okay. Dear Father, we thank you for all that you've given us and all that you've blessed us with. I pray, Lord, right now that those that are struggling in their own minds, God, those that can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, God, those that feel like they're locked inside their brain, and Lord, you know what they're going through. You know what they're facing. And I pray, Lord, right now that you would wrap your arms around them and speak peace in the name of Jesus. We rebuke every attack of the enemy. We rebuke every lie of Satan by the power of the blood of Jesus. Lord, comfort, bring strength, bring deliverance, and bring the hope that only you can bring. In your precious name we pray, amen. When I hear my wife pray, like, it gives me strength. And I know that she is not completely free. It's not like she's just, it's party time, it's all said and done, it's over. But when she prays, it's like it already is. When I see you, baby, I... (laughs) You make me strong. I want to thank you for coming on and being brave enough to talk about it. And you may you may still be in the middle of the tunnel and you don't see the light yet. But I promise you that there is light. Do not give up. Keep pushing on. Do not fall victim to you are alone because you are not. If you do not have a support system, you can email me at faithandfailures at gmail.com. You can use the hashtag and reach out that way, faithandfailures. You can also get in the Facebook group, Faith and Failures, and we talk about real topics on there. I want you to be a part of that. You are not alone. There's people talking about real questions like, why do young little children get cancer? Why does God let that happen? How can God, uh, that's a big one, is how can God, and then they spill it out that way. How can God let me suffer from anxiety when there's so many people that don't? I don't know, but I do know this. The Bible says that he will not give you more than you can bear, and he will supply the support system. Just like he will always supply a way out for being tested, he will supply a support system. I hope this podcast today encourages you and lets you know that you are not by yourself. Once again, thanks for tuning in to Faith and Failures. If you haven't already, download the episode. Share it with your friends. If you know somebody who's struggling, share this episode with them and let them know that they are not alone and that their struggle does not end here. Thank you all, and we'll see you next time.